Hey, it's your buddy AJ from the Wife Files. And Hecklefish. Right, and Hecklefish. We just wanted to tell you that if you want to start a podcast, Spotify makes it easy. It'd have to be easy for humans to understand it. Will you stop that? I'm just saying. Spotify for podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts from your computer. I don't have a computer. Do you have a phone? Of course I have a phone. I'm not a savage. Well, with Spotify, you can record podcasts from your phone, too. Spotify makes it easy to distribute your podcast to every platform, and you can even earn money. I do need money. What do you need money for? You're kidding? I'm getting killed on Guppy support payments. These three ex-wives are expensive. But you don't want to support your kids? What are you, my wife's lawyer now? Never mind. And I don't know if you noticed, but all Wi-Fi's episodes are video, too. And there's a ton of other features, but... But we can't be here all day. Will you settle down? I need you to hurry up with this stupid commercial. I got a packed calendar today. I'm sorry about him. (laughs) Anyway, check out Spotify for Podcasters. It's free, no catch, and you can start today. Are we done? We're done, but you need to check your attitude. Excuse me, but I don't have all day to sit here and talk about Spotify. Look, this would go a lot faster if if you would just let me get through it without... The first thing the young telegraph operator noticed was the small black couch. This was 1935, and Sigmund Freud, who was still alive, had made the psychiatrist's couch a symbol of psychoanalysis and therapy. But the young man hadn't come to the office to see a shrink. He was there to see the most famous psychic in the country, Edgar Cayce. Cayce entered the room, soft-spoken and well-dressed, and he explained that he, not the young man, would be the one on the couch. So... Casey kicked off his shoes, lay back, and put himself into a deep trance. And after a few minutes, Casey began to whisper all sorts of things about the past, present, and the future. It was then that the young man realized that Casey wasn't just making predictions about his life. He was making predictions about everyone, events that were to happen all over the world. And since then, Edgar Casey has been called the sleeping prophet. Let's find out why. Edgar Casey was born into a poor farming family in rural Kentucky. He was never an average kid. When other children were outside playing, Edgar wanted to study the Bible. Now soon he would take to wandering into the forest to play with what he called little folk. Like Peter Dinklage? No, they, they were more like fairies. Oh, you mean like... Don't. When Edgar was 11 years old, he was in the woods reading his Bible when he was visited by what he called a woman with wings. And the woman asked him what he wanted most out of life. And he said he wanted to help others, especially sick children. Later that day, Edgar Casey's father received a letter from his school complaining about his son's performance. So his father tested his spelling and was so upset with how poorly Edgar did, he knocked the boy out of his chair. And while on the ground with his ears still ringing, 11-year-old Edgar heard the voice of the woman in the forest. And she told him to lay his head down on his school book and go to sleep. When he woke up, Edgar knew everything in the book, like everything. He was able to recite the book word for word. So Edgar began studying by sleeping on his books. B.S. There's no no way that worked. Well, by the end of the year, he was the best student in school and even moved up a grade. Oh. His parents were starting to catch on that something was special about their son. While playing at school, Edgar suffered a spinal injury that left him partially paralyzed. And that night while he slept, Casey recited the ingredients for an herbal cure that he said would fix his injuries. Now, his parents had nothing to lose, so they prepared the remedy according to their son's instructions. The next morning, Edgar was cured. When Casey was a little older, he developed severe laryngitis. Doctors couldn't explain it, so Casey went to see a hypnotist. As you do. While in a trance, Casey said the issue was psychological paralysis. The hypnotist then directed Casey to increase blood flow to the area. 
Casey's throat turned bright red, he woke up, and he was cured. Now, Casey's fiance told him that he had a gift that was given to him by God, and he should share it with the world. So Edgar Casey began performing readings twice a day on the sick and injured. And in 1902, Casey gave a reading that helped define his legacy. A five-year-old girl had been diagnosed with a fatal brain injury. With nothing to lose, her parents turned to Edgar Casey. He determined that she actually had a spinal injury. He suggested a vertebrae readjustment. Within a few months, she had fully recovered. And then the letters came pouring in. For the next 40 years, Edgar Casey gave thousands of readings and helped countless people. But Edgar Casey's talent wasn't limited to medical diagnoses. He made a number of predictions about future events, many of which have come true, and some of them are terrifying. Six months before the 1929 stock market crash, Casey warned his investor friends to sell their stocks. And his friends that ignored him went broke. In 1931, he predicted that the worldwide economy would recover in the spring of 1933. Did it? It did. In January 1934, Casey predicted that Hitler would rise in power and reign over Germany. Hitler became Fuhrer in August of that year. And Casey said that Hitler would remain in power until he was overthrown by an outside war. In 1935, Casey predicted the outbreak of World War II. He saw an alliance between Austria, Germany, and Japan, but said the war would involve many nations. He also said the United States would finally enter the war in 1941. Casey predicted the deaths of FDR and JFK, and that the United States would go through a period of civil and racial unrest in the 1960s. In 1938, Casey said a portion of temples may yet be discovered under the sea near what is known as Bimini off the coast of Florida. Expect the rising of Atlantis in 68. And sure enough, 30 years later in 1968, the Bimini Road was discovered in the Bahamas. So, so Atlantis was in the Bahamas? Well, if you believe Edgar Casey, it was. I believe. He described Atlantis as being an ancient civilization of equal size to Europe and having superior technology. He said that Atlantis disappeared somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean some 10,000 years ago due to a large flood. We now know that every civilization has a flood myth, and in all of them, the Great Flood occurred 10,000 years ago. When the Soviet Union was at the height of its power, Casey said, from Russia comes the hope of the world, not in respect to communism, but freedom. It will take years to crystallize, but Russia will once again be free. In 1991, the Soviet Union dissolved and abandoned communism. In 1934, not much was known about the Jewish sect called the Essenes, but Casey described the sect in detail, and his descriptions were determined to be accurate. He said their records and documents would come to light, and 12 years later, the Dead Sea Scrolls written by the Essenes were discovered. He predicted the El Nino and La Nina weather events before anyone knew about them. In the 1930s, he said the 44th president of the United States would be black. What number was Obama? 44. He did it again! And on January 1st, 1945, Casey said he would be buried in four days. His wife didn't like this prediction. I'm afraid to ask what happened. He died of a stroke three days later and was buried in his hometown just as he predicted. But the sleeping prophet's most disturbing predictions are yet to come. According to Casey, the earth is in for a catastrophe that will reshape continents and rewrite borders around the world. In 1936, Edgar Cayce predicted that the world would undergo a pole shift between 16 and 20 degrees. And this would happen when both Mount Etna in Italy and Mount Pelé in Martinique erupt together. And when that happens, we'll have 90 days to evacuate the coastlines. Are those volcanoes still active? Oh, they are. 
Mount Etna just erupted a few months ago, and scientists at Mount Pelee said that the seismic activity there is above baseline. No, no. Now, if the poles do shift, as Edgar Cayce predicts, the world map is going to look very different. Africa will be divided into three parts. The Nile will widen and a brand new waterway will split the continent. As the Red Sea grows, Cairo will eventually disappear into the sea. Asia is already very seismic and will suffer the most dramatic changes. Land will be covered from the Philippines to Japan by the ocean. As the Pacific plate shifts, the islands of Japan will sink, leaving only a few small islands. Taiwan and most of Korea will be completely lost to the sea. The entire coast of China will be pushed inland hundreds of miles. The population of India will be told not to seek higher ground within the interior of the country due to buckling of the land. Instead, they will have to head to the Himalayas. The high mountains of Tibet and Nepal will provide refuge. Antarctica will no longer be covered in ice, but will once again become fertile and green. Australia will lose nearly 25% of its land due to coastal flooding. The Adelaide area will become a new sea. The Simpson and Gibson deserts will become fertile farming land. New Zealand will actually grow in size and will once again connect to mainland Australia. And New Zealand will ultimately become one of the safest areas in the new world. Lucky Kiwis. Europe will suffer. Most of Northern Europe will simply be gone, sunk into the sea as the tectonic plate underneath it collapses. Norway, Sweden, Finland, and Denmark disappear, eventually becoming hundreds of small islands. Most of the UK, from Scotland to the English Channel, will disappear into the ocean, but several small islands will remain. London and Birmingham will actually survive, but not as cities, as islands. Ireland will disappear completely except for land at high elevation. Russia will be separated from Europe by an entirely new sea when the Caspian, Black, Kara, and Baltic seas combine. The new sea will stretch all the way to Siberia. Russia's climate will remain intact, leaving Russia to supply most of Europe's food. Putin is going to be king of the world! You mean he isn't already? You make a good point. In Canada, most of the coastline will be pushed in by 200 miles. Regions in Quebec, Ontario, Manitoba, Saskatchewan, and areas of Alberta will become the refugee survival center of Canada. As the North American plate buckles, the new islands of California will be created with almost 150 separate islands. The West Coast will recede east toward Nebraska, Wyoming, and Colorado. The Great Lakes and the St. Lawrence will join and continue from the Mississippi River all the way to the Gulf of Mexico. All coastal areas from Maine to Florida will be taken over by water and pushed inland for miles. Most of the coastal areas of Mexico will be flooded. The California Baja Coast will ultimately become a series of islands. Billions of people will be displaced by this cataclysm. Billions more will be killed. Well, that was cheerful. Sorry about that. When is this pole shift supposed to happen? Well, Casey said 1998. No, oh, we're fine. Yeah, but... NASA has detected a slight pole shift that could be a concern. When did they detect the shift? 1998. Yeah, damn it! Now, to be fair, Edgar Casey has his detractors. He gave over 14,000 readings, so he's going to be right at least some of the time. It's the correct predictions that make headlines. Nobody really notices the things that Casey got wrong. Casey used expressions like, perhaps, and maybe, and I feel that rather than using positive declarations. And this is a common technique used by strip mall psychics. This is known as the Barnum Effect, a common psychological phenomenon where people tend to accept vague descriptions as uniquely applicable to themselves. Now, there were many occasions where Casey would receive a letter from a sick person and then do a reading for them, giving them a diagnosis. Casey didn't know that when he was in his trance, 
but people were already dead. Now, Casey's supporters defend this by saying, well, if they had applied the cure while they were alive, they wouldn't have died. Okay, sure, but if Casey was talking to spirits or communing with the universe or whatever he did, the universe should have given him a heads up. And every time Casey got something wrong, there was always a convenient excuse. For example, Casey gave the location for buried pirate treasure, which sent people scrambling all over the world looking for it. No treasure? No. Casey's supporters said it was possible the ghosts of Native Americans or pirates were playing tricks on him. Uh, ghost pirates are pretty sneaky. You cheated. Pirate. Was Edgar Casey a psychic? I don't really know. Nobody does. Edgar Casey was never exposed as a hoaxer, and I believe that he saw whatever it is that he saw. And a recent poll surveyed thousands of American adults of similar income, education, and academic performance, and it found that 50% of people believe in some form of ESP or psychic phenomena. What the poll also found is that people who do not believe in psychics tend to be more structured and analytical in their thinking. Eggheads. And the people who do believe are more emotional and creative in their thinking. Hippies. Well, the poll was quick to point out that believers were gullible and lacked critical thinking skills. Now that may be true to an extent, but the poll also found, and this is important, that those quote-unquote gullible believers were far happier in their lives and had much lower levels of stress than skeptics. When we talk about psychic phenomena or the supernatural aspects of religion, Six one. these are things that defy scientific explanation, but nobody can deny that these things provide solace to the bereaved, hope to the unfortunate, and structure to an existence that is chaotic at best. Does the supernatural exist? I don't know. I would agree that most psychics are frauds taking advantage of people, but Edgar Casey never took a penny. He really wanted to help people. Now, whether he was a real psychic or delusionary, I don't think that matters. We need more people willing to dedicate their lives to helping others. We need more people who see themselves not as the center of the universe, but part of it, part of a larger community where we have to look after each other. Real or not, we need more people like Edgar Casey. now more than ever. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. My name is AJ, that's Hecklefish. This has been The Y Files. If you had fun or learned anything, do me a favor and like, subscribe, comment, and share. That stuff really helps. Until next time, be safe, be kind, and know that you are appreciated.